Welcome to Two Judgy Mums, a babyology podcast. Han and Bex are two mums, under pressure, under-resourced, but over-opinionated, and are our two judgy mums. And it's the happiest time of the year. This is the Christmas special, coming straight from the queue to sit on Santa's knee. Hen, over here. Saved you a spot in the queue. Thank you. Are you allowed to do that? Yeah, don't worry. Just don't look them in the eye. Yeah, who cares? It'll be All fine. Right. Come We're on, kids. Only got about half an hour to wait for Santa. How long have you been here? About 45 minutes in real time and then in children time. We've been here for about three years. Yeah, that's right. Have, have you got any snacks left? None. And they're already hyper. Look, no, get off that mannequin. Oh, it's just, why do they make us cue and then say, oh, make your children sit still and smile for Santa? I know. Why are we even here is more to the point. I don't even know if I'm into this. (laughs) They should have a Santa Uber. He just comes to your house, you take your photo, and you send Santa off his way. that's a really good idea. Is it? Oh, maybe you just get an Uber driver, dress up as Santa. Yes, and then come around to your house at, at a set time, take the photos, voila. Yeah. That's not a bad business idea. Oh, my God. Finally. So do you know, a friend of mine was telling me recently that she gets elves to the door on Christmas Eve. Have you ever heard about this? No. You pay, I think it's 40 or $50, and the elves come to the door with a message for your children that you give the elves. Are they midgets? I don't know. I didn't ask her that, actually. So real I'm people? Ask her. Real people. And so you give a message saying, like, Santa's very proud of you for doing well at school this year and... You know, whatever, whatever. I don't know. And they come and sing a song and give give them a gift or something. So it's like a strippogram, but the elves keep their clothes on. And... Elves to the door. Really? Yeah. And people do that? It's gone too far. That is taking the lie to the nth degree. Oh, I mean, I have... So true. They're not around. I am sick of lying about Santa. I know. Keep your voice down, though. We are in a queue for Santa. I now lie about the lies I'm making about Santa. I know. It is ridiculous, isn't it? Stranger danger, all the things we tell them. And, and now we're supposed to believe... They're supposed to believe us that a big fat guy comes down your chimney with everything you've ever wanted in your whole life. We don't even have a chimney. Neither do we. Do you know I got woken up this morning by, because Tilly's just, you know, one of those kids who always wants to know, and she's the worst with Santa, right? Yeah. Uh, always questioning, well, what about apartment blocks? What about kids who are on aeroplanes over Christmas? <laughs> yes. I'm like, what well, about kids on trains? I don't know. This morning she woke me up at three in the morning. Mum, who was first? Like, <laughs> Who, what, 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 what's going on? She's like, who was the first human? Oh. I'm like, what do you mean who was the first human? She's like, who was the first human? Someone had to be first. Santa. Oh, no, I told her it was some guy called Jeff and then <laughs> send her back to bed. But with a kid like that, I mean, she's going to go to school and be the kid that tells everyone Santa's, Santa's not, not real. real. I know. I can't remember how old I was, but I know that I was, you know, I wasn't five, but I definitely wasn't ten. <laughs> Was I? I don't know how old I was. When I, I was in kindy and I was that kid. That went and told everybody? Yeah, I had an older sibling. All the parents would have hated you. Yeah, well, that's probably did anyway. I don't know why we want to keep this alive. And I don't know why the amount of work I've had to do to get here right now, to get them dressed in something semi-clean, semi-decent, semi-sort of matching, without food all over their face, I'm exhausted. <laughs> and do you know what? Did you see that um, a lady wrote a big complaint on the um, Westfield Santa Photos page? Did you see no. that? She's got a baby and a four-year-old. And so to get them ready, it took her basically three days of planning to yeah. get there for this specific time to go and see this specific Santa. At a specific. So her husband had to finish work early so he could come home. She had to, you know, get their food ready, blah, blah, blah. So it was just a big, big 
parade. Yeah, it's a normal mum day, but yeah, big deal. Yes, but even worse. And so they get there and there's no line. So she goes straight to the front of the queue and she's like, oh my God, amazing. We're going to be out of here so quick. And they said, sorry, uh, this is pets only tonight. What? What? And they said, this is for Santa photos for pets not children. No, they didn't really do that. <laughs> Did you know they even do that? That is ridiculous. How insane. Oh my God. Well, that explains why so many pe- dog owners spend so much money on Xanax for their dogs. Because even they're nervous about sitting on Santa's lap. <laughs> they're nervous little helpers. <laughs> I didn't even know they did that. That's gone too far. It's, we've gone way past the Christmas spirit there. I don't even know if I like Christmas anymore. Do you? What I miss about Christmas is because I haven't worked for two years, I miss the Christmas party. I never thought I'd miss the work Christmas party. Do you, the work piss up? Yeah. I mean, nowadays my work Christmas party is warm cordial and face paint on the car seat, on (laughs) the carpet, on the bed linen. Well, now it's going to preschool Christmas parties and end of year concerts at school. That's our our big night out, isn't it? But didn't you have a work Christmas party? Yeah, our work Christmas parties are legendary, actually. It's it's almost worth that what happens all year to you know have one good night out. There's always something goes down. Actually, last year's was pretty memorable. What happened? We went out for lunch actually, um, which we don't normally do. So our whole team went out for lunch and then we met up with the rest of the business later. But at the lunch, wine was flowing and whatever, and we played this stupid um, tell the tell the table something that no one knows about you. Oh dear, that's never good. Awful. Anyway, people, there's some people in our team are just clearly very literal, right? <laughs> they took it. She took, she took it really seriously. So I said, you know, so someone said, oh, they did ballet. This guy said he used to do ballet. And it was like, oh, my God. And I actually had red hair when I was born. What? Big, spiky red hair. And that is the only remotely interesting thing that I could think that I wanted to share with them. Right. I don't really want them to know that much about me. Sure. So that's what I share. Normal. And they're like, oh, wow, did you really? Red hair, blah, blah, Anyway, the girl sitting next to me says, I don't know if I want to be a man or a woman. <laughs> with a straight face. She actually admitted it. Wow. That's a lot at a Christmas party. That's a lot to deal with, isn't it? That is too much. <laughs> Tell me something. Tell us something no one knows about you. I mean, she won the game because clearly nobody knew that about her. We were looking for something lighthearted, you know, like, oh, I love eating snails on toast or, you know, <laughs> I don't know. What, I don't know. I don't know if I want to be a man or a woman. I mean, I'm not sure <laughs> that the Christmas work party is somewhere where you actually want to vent that kind of <laughs> Not appropriate to workshop problem. that there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah, well, you know Bernie, who lives a few doors up? Yeah, yeah. She, when she was about 26, got a new job, went to the work Christmas party. That was her first day. Her first day just coincided with work Christmas party. Oh, right. Everyone was really excited. Said, come along, you'll meet everyone, it'll be great. So she worked the day? She worked the day, but it wasn't, no one was really doing anything because it was a work Christmas party. They started drinking in the afternoon. She apparently got so smashed that she was dancing on the tables, was really inappropriate, and she never went back to work again. Wow, she just <laughs> just didn't show up. Just didn't return. <laughs> she worked one day, which was the Christmas party, <laughs> and then was so embarrassed she literally never went back. That is so funny. Did she ever ring them? Nope. And no. so everyone would be like, Where was, where's that girl that was dancing on the tables and doing all this stuff? <laughs> She just didn't go back. I mean, you wouldn't put it on your resume, would you? You'd no. Just, well, you'd just... you, you know, you'd think, wow, that is one really fun PA. And then 
Yeah, she just never came back. <laughs> never see her again. That is really, really funny. <laughs> but, I mean, nowadays they don't even need PAs. Does your phone and Gmail tell you what to do now? Yes, I have noticed this. So when I go to respond, when I hit reply, it gives me some options to reply with. Yeah, that is doing my head in. Based on the text in the email, is that right? Yeah, they're reading our emails. And I then... just feel like I'm being watched every moment and listened to and... I feel like I'm even being judged. Well, you are. You are, constantly. (laughs) Um, But, yeah, I had one the other day. So, you know, I've had some issues with the baby in utero. And my obstetrician emailed me a scan of the, you know, those ugly pictures of the black and white. And it's, like, gross. And you're like, ugh. Is that like a 4D scan? Well, I don't know. No, it's just those ugly ones. It's not the one where you look like your child is drowning in lava and Pompeii. Where you pay $1,000. Yeah, it's not that one. It's the black and white gross one and you're yep. like whatever yes. anyway send it to my gmail and at the bottom it said great shot exclamation mark <laughs> thanks for that wow and i'm like really gmail Necessary. do you really want to do that about my fetus being a bit screwy so they can read images yeah it was read it from like knew that it was an attachment and there was some reference in it of photos and stuff oh my god have you seen the like la- those photos are creepy have you seen the latest thing fetus fingers Oh, my God, that sounds disgusting. Isn't it disgusting? Well, that's the name I've given it, Fetus Fingers. I don't even know if that's what it's called. But it's basically a manicure with the image of the scan on the fingernails. Have you ever seen it? No, that's I'm, not true. I'm going to email it to you. Uh, 100% true. Well, Gmail will go back going, wow, great, thanks, love it, exclamation Amazing. mark. Imagine going in to get, to get a mani and saying, and they say, go and choose your colour. And you're like, oh, maybe red. Maybe maybe, maybe I'll go blue or maybe something different for the holidays. I know. Fetus fingers. So is it black and white? Is it that black photo? Black and white. Oh, yep. That's disgusting. It's the scan image. Oh, that makes me feel sick. It was. Just, I agree with you. I had a physical reaction when I saw it too. I'll find it and send it to you. Yeah, that would be great. I'd like that. You might be, you might be interested in it. I wouldn't mind the whole Gmail, you know, overexcited 13-year-old on ice sort of responses oh. if it would do, like, that to my children. So, you know, children come home and go, oh, my God, Mum, guess what happened? Blah, and I don't care that someone fell over in the playground or at childcare, you know, they made a dinosaur. But if my Gmail could respond for me and be like, wow, good for you, sport, that's great. So Gmail could actually have a voice and, and say it. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure they already exist. Maybe it's kind of like what Siri can do. Yeah. Yep. You've got the male Siri. I've got an Irish male Siri at the moment, so it's like telling a, a deaf <laughs> leprechaun what to do. It's so really you, good. So you can change accents on your new phone. Yeah, absolutely. Get out of here. I tried the South African male, but I couldn't handle that uh, for no, very thank long. You. So. <laughs> ah, and what's your name? Oh my God. Have a look at this. Ooh. What are they doing on Santa's oh, lap? That is off. You'd think that by the time you're... What, she might be, what, 20? She has got to be at least 20. And the other one looks mm, probably 16. What are they doing here? I don't know. It looks like a, a cover for a porno, like Santa's coming <laughs> all over town or something. All I want for Christmas is a gangbang. It's not appropriate. <laughs> That's lovely, isn't it? I know, and who are they giving those photos to? Mum and Dad? Your mum and Dad don't want to see that. It's disgusting. Yeah. Well, I guess, look, Santa does seem happy. <laughs> Santa's certainly saying ho, ho, ho a lot. Isn't he? He's a ho, another ho, and another ho. There's hoes everywhere. Some people just love Christmas too much. Uh, You know, my sister-in-law, and she's got three of her kids born mid-September. That's how much she loves Christmas. (laughs) Right. Three out of four. 
celebrating. Like, that's obvious. The festive season. That's when you get to open a present. I but wish I loved Christmas, but I do feel like a bit of a Grinch. We've got three birthdays leading up to Christmas, you know, in, within weeks of Christmas. And it's just, it, you know what it is? It's just expensive. Oh, it's a downer. Yeah. I, I feel mean, like I work all year to pay for two months of my life. November and December are the most expensive months ever. And why should we care about baby Jesus's birthday when we've got to worry about our own kids? I don't care. I, <laughs> I mean, you come to the wrong person here. I could not care less. I just feel like it's what I do like about it is the holiday, the break. But now that I'm a mum, it's nowhere near as fun. I mean, it's fun to see the look on the kids' faces, blah, blah. Really? Mm, yeah, kind of. But I've got a three-year-old who's telling me she's worried she's not going to get what she wants. It's keeping her awake at night. Oh dear. It's gone just too far, you know, and I really want to bring it back to just the minimal gift giving, and I don't know how to do that. Well, just don't buy them anything. Without them getting really upset and disappointed. Well, at least the next year they'd be even more excited if they got two presents instead of one. Instead of one. Oh, and did I tell you when my sister-in-law, who loves Christmas, clearly, because she's got two Christmas trees, the first one is the beautiful one. Yeah, she has a real one that's nice and beautiful and beautifully decorated. Then she has a second one, which is in a room that no one goes into, and (laughs) that's where she sticks all the crappy decorations her children have made throughout the years. How could you be bothered putting up two Christmas trees? She loves it. So you've got the good Christmas tree and the bad Christmas tree. Yeah. And the kids just think that they get their own special Christmas tree that mm. they've decorated with their own crappy decorations <laughs> and baubles. Yeah, it's not a bad idea. But one, one time the kids were really super naughty uh, and they went into another mum's bedroom and started to use all her makeup. And obviously that's not yeah. on. Yep. And because they were so naughty, she said to them, that's it. You're getting, I'm telling Santa, you're not getting any Christmas. Well, close presents. to Christmas. You're very yeah. close to Christmas. You've you've ruined Christmas. I don't yeah. even know if Santa's going to come. And then when we were at their house for Christmas, the kids come down and they're kind of like tentative, like what? Are, who knows what's going to happen? They see these bulging like stockings, bul- you know, Christmas stockings, and they're like yeah. so excited. And the three of them go and rip into it, and it's just potatoes. She potato. She followed through. She th- followed through. Potato. Potato. You can't give these kids potatoes these days. Like they are so traumatized by the whole thing. <laughs> Never eat a chip but, again. Well, obviously, if you stuff around her, she'll stuff up your Christmas with potatoes. I love it. Good on her. Yeah. I was impressed that she actually, you know, followed through. A bit later, they did get, you know, one or two presents. But That's excellent. Yeah. I was very impressed. So I've got a couple of bags of potatoes and I just sort of shake them about at my kids. Because really my... everyone knows it's, you know, it's Christmas. That's one way to save, isn't it? Just hope your kids are really naughty just before and then you can cancel. <laughs> the good thing about Santa is that, you, get, you know, the threat of Santa... But also Elf on the Shelf. Have you got that? What? We no. don't have it. I don't need the stress. I've got enough to do. This little elf. This sounds that you like buy. an elf infestation in your life. I know, but I don't, it's just all coming at me. Elves are everywhere. But I'm not a part of this. I'm holding off for as long as humanly possible. But you buy this elf, I think it's like $80 or something, and it comes to your house and it's from the North Pole and you can't touch it. And is this a real magic. person again that you're buying for 80 bucks? It's a doll. Oh, and uh, sits on the shelf and listens to everything and watches you, so you've got to behave and you tell the elf what you want. But part of the commitment to having an elf on the shelf is that you have to change its location around the house every night. And so it's become this kind of, I don't know, parents' competition on Instagram and whatever to put the elf in really interesting and funny situations. I mean, I've forgotten the tooth fairy a couple of times. He's only lost three teeth. Twice we've forgot the tooth fairy. (laughs) (laughs) I don't want this Yeah, that elf will be left on the shelf. Unless you put it in the, you know, your like 
where you keep your bottles of wine, then he'll move. Then I'll see him a lot. Yeah. <laughs> and do you use him as a threat to the kids? Like Apparently, yeah. Creepy dwarf-like elf is mm, watching, watching everything you. you do. Yeah. It's wrong, isn't it? We wonder why our kids are growing up paranoid and anxious. I know, because we're constantly threatening them with pe- with things that couldn't possibly be real. Yeah. And then we're telling them not to talk to the neighbours in case they might snatch you. <laughs> so what kind of tree do you have? Are you real or fake? Uh, we're real, yeah, mm. because somewhere along the line I read that that was more environmentally friendly to kill a real tree yeah. than to have a plastic tree made. And I don't know if that's true, but I just like the smell. Yeah, they smell nice. Yeah. How do you get it home? Do you tie it to your roof like those American movies? No, I shove it into the car and leave it dangling out the back of my boot. And Safety drive first. Illegally <laughs> with it dangling out. But twice, I mean, twice I've had infestations. So last year was all right because there was a ladybird infestation in my tree because it was a really oh, cheap cute. tree. That's cute. Well, yeah, it's kind of cute, but like for... Weeks after Christmas, we were finding these little ladybirds crawling everywhere good in luck. our house. Did you know that? I don't think that was good luck. <laughs> it was a bit like the, I think the guy who sold it to us had like chopped it down, you know, in the side of a national park or something. Yeah. Because uh, the other one, which is from the same guy, and we should have learnt our lesson, there was an infestation of tiny spiders. So you went back to him. Yeah, well, he's very cheap, and it's expensive to buy a real tree. Yeah, that's right. But you got some free spiders. We got free spiders that came out just before Christmas oh all over the presents. Oh, my God, I yeah. had a heart attack. Yeah, well, it's pretty dangerous in our uh, house and our family because my dad's European, so yeah. on Christmas Eve he always insists on candles, the lighting candles on the Christmas tree. And there's, How do you put them on the tree? They've got special Christmas holders. candle holders for the little... Christmas tree branch yeah um and probably about I don't know 10 years ago finally tree caught on fire of course it did someone had to come running in with the hose <laughs> someone threw a pail of water over all the presents it was great you know <laughs> and we're like well at least it finally happened at least your house didn't burn down yeah I mean that's Christmas is exciting in our household you could die from a spider bite you could burn to death you get covered in ladybugs yeah Oh, I'm so sick of my class WhatsApp. Another person is having a meltdown about giving the teacher, it's a kindy teacher, giving the kindy teacher a surprise gift. Oh my God, is that what you're supposed to do? Well, this is what they're doing and some of them are panicking about the fact that it may not be a surprise and I'm thinking, get over it. This is not some sort of surprise attack on a chemical warfare plant. This is a kindy teacher. (laughs) And if she finds out that there's going to be some gift or she doesn't, I mean, I think she knows end of the year I get crappy gift is this what happens every year you have to buy your t- because I haven't there hasn't been any talk of this at our school really none well not to me <laughs> <laughs> maybe they know that you're a bit too oh, tight maybe they're not tight no I don't know maybe that well, okay I'm going to investigate yeah how much are you putting in well, twenty dollars. I think that's more than enough. Although in childcare, Freddie's class, the teacher, the person who's organising that one, is expecting fifty dollars from us. No way. I know. If we there's like sixteen of sixteen kids, all give fifty dollars. Now I'm not a math genius, but that is close to like one point six trillion dollars. Like it is. <laughs> 18 times more than she'll probably earn all year. That's right. This is how you make up the margin for that really bad hourly rate. Exactly. And I was like, oh, I, I don't know. I think that would just be uncomfortable. Well, anyway. they're giving her cash. So I gave her $23. 
just because that's all the change you had, or you no, just wanted it, to make, mess it no, up? No, it was yeah, no, it was electronically funds, and so I just thought it made me look like I'd actually thought about how much I was going to give. So I gave twenty three dollars. <laughs> I think she's twenty three. Exactly. <laughs> so much easier than following everyone else. I gave actually, I gave beach towels last oh, year, clever. which I thought was a good idea because you can never have enough beach towels, right? Beach towels and a few little chockies. Yeah, well, see, I don't like giving chocolates or alcohol because mm, alcoholism, diabetes, who wants it, right? Oh, right. So, <laughs> but beach towels I like. Um, I've given my nieces and nephews, who are a bit older, I give them vouchers. Yeah. Like ones I've made my, up myself. Like, you oh, know, and you are calling me tight. Yeah, well, true, good point. They haven't, yeah, So because they go, oh, <laughs> do you want to go to this restaurant? It's a Japanese robot restaurant. Yeah. So, you know, here's a Japanese robot restaurant voucher. Yeah. And they love it. They get so excited on Christmas when they get these vouchers, and then I just never take them anywhere. How many vouchers do you put with, like, they just get one each? No, about four each. And you've never had to spend a cent on them? No. Not a brass razu. No. It's actually genius. It is, and they still think I'm the fun aunt. Yet you've taken them nowhere. You've given them nothing. You haven't spent a dollar on them. It is the true meaning of Christmas. That's excellent. What are you getting for Ond? Haven't thought about it. We'll Mm. do that very late online and then blame Australia Post when it doesn't turn up on time. Uh, How about you? What's Mick going to get? Mick gets enough. He gets the gift of going out for nine hours, between nine and 13 hours at a time. (laughs) You know, this is something that we're arguing about regularly lately so when I go out I go you know like I go and see you for an hour or I go out for dinner it takes two hours I have a massage 45 minutes you know I, that is probably the longest I'm away at any given time right yeah and I rush back he plays golf how long does that go for all day nine hours a whole month he goes to play footy how long does a football game go for AFL goes for what oh, 17 I hours I don't even know does a game go for 80 minutes No, longer. It's a long game. Yeah, but it's not like a 10-hour game, is it? No. (laughs) So he goes, because they've got to have the the warm-up, then the game, then they go and have drinks, and, you know, they've got to talk about it for seven hours. Yeah. Seven hours they've got to talk about it for. Or he goes to a bar, they go and have a catch-up to watch a game of sport, some kind of sporting game, and they have a barbecue at a friend's house who lives really far away. So they all stay there. So he gets the day and the night. That's, yeah. I should give you a present where it's like you've got to take up archery, where yes. you've got to go and whittle your own bow and arrow yes. before you then learn how to arch. Yes. And then you go sleep overnight so you can do night arching. Yes, please. And then you can go home after that and you'll be lethal can at you the send same me time. On a, on a retreat. I was actually yeah. thinking about telling you I'm, I'm going to a silent retreat. Do you know Vispassana, where you go and you don't speak? I'm just going to tell him about that because when, if I if I come back and he says how was it, I'll just go. Nothing happened. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have anything to tell you. I, I went to a say. silent retreat. <laughs> <laughs> That's uh, what I'm thinking about doing. Just yeah. to get a weekend away. I think you'll last probably 20 minutes. I just want to. I know. I'm the worst person. He probably. It's totally unbelievable. You're right. But I, I do think like I might buy myself 10 yoga classes. But really just never go. I'm just going to go to the beach. Yeah, I'll make the vouchers for you. Yes. Can you give them to me? And I'll give some to you. Yeah, that's genius What do you want to do? Um, Singing lessons. Fishing. Fishing. I don't feel like, you know, to not do because that's just barbaric and gross. But you can sit there or stand there for hours. That's right. And no one's allowed to talk to you because you're scaring the fish away. Yes. I guess. So, yeah. He also goes fishing for many, 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 many hours. That's right. He caught a seagull once. That's pretty much all he's got. I think the fish swim away from him. He's like a re- 
fish repellent. They swim away from his bait. I think, nah, he gets enough. And what would you like for Christmas? What's the worst present you've ever got? I got given from my mum a lettuce dryer, a lettuce spinner. You know, you pull the leaves in, water, yeah, and you spin it. That's pretty bad. It's awful. But what's worse is I've used it pretty much every day. <laughs> Yeah. A lettuce spinner. Isn't that just a present for like a Tuesday? You know, where you see it in the shop and you walk in and you go, oh, here you go, I saw this lettuce spinner and I thought, here you go, just have it. Like, it's for no special yeah, occasion. It's, it's just to be used. You'll use it more than you think. Just take it, take it. It's not like walking around looking for Christmas presents going, okay, Christmas, something really special. I know, a lettuce spinner. It'll bring me joy. Yeah. But, I Look, it's up there with the sticky tape dispenser. But, you know, you use yeah, them. I know. They're very practical. My sister got an egg poacher from her husband is what she was not impressed and again she's used that egg poacher <laughs> they have both used that egg poacher a lot <laughs> one year when when mick and i first started going out many many moons ago i bought him a golf bag and i didn't know how expensive they were at the time anyway they were let me tell you he bought me a dvd on how to play golf <laughs> i don't even know what it was now i can't even remember just a dvd yeah, we should, maybe we should just abolish presents and see how we go. I'm not even sure if it was a box set. <laughs> I think it was just a single DVD. That's how long ago it was. <laughs> and then he said to me recently, oh, what, have you got any ideas for me for stocking fillers for you? I said, stocking fillers? What, don't you want to know the main event? Like, you, know, <laughs> you don't have a great track record. <laughs> he assures me he's got it covered. <laughs> I said, I want something that starts with D and ends in Iman's. <laughs> Well, good luck with that. I won't be getting that. You're going to get a Neil Diamond box set. <laughs> yes. I will, for sure. Everyday diamonds, you said, Hen. <laughs> Have you been nice this year? All right. Finally, the Santa forms that we've got to fill out. You know, we give, they... well, we give away all liability as if Santa's going to bite our children and we're going to be like, oh, that's right. Santa was hungry. Uh, anyway, I'm going to sign him a name. I guess I should put their correct names. Oh, my God, did you hear about that kid whose name was A, B, C, D, E? Yeah, I did see that. But how do you say that? Wasn't it absidy? Absidy. Yeah. A, B, C, D, E. It's like abstinence, but on a boat? Absidy. Yeah, like not drinking absinthe in the city. Yeah. <laughs> that is a ridiculous name. I know, but every time I see people who name their kids like that, it just oh, fills me with some sort of confidence that I'm oh, not that bad a mum, surely. Yeah, you're sort of halfway between Absidy's mum and the good mums here in the rest of the line with us. Yeah. You're kind of in that happy medium, which is pretty good. Although I am tempted now to put in my daughter's name is LMNOP. LMNOP. Elementpony. Elementop. Just using all of the alphabet. Where are they? Where are our kids? Oh, my God. We are next. Look, they're all dirty. How did they get dirty? I'm not going to do this. I'm going to just pull the plug. Oh, it's going to be one of those awful, you know, contrived, it looks contrived, like with one kid screaming on Santa's lap, one kid smiling. Like, who cares? I'm over Christmas. Let's leave. (laughs) Now we're at the front of the queue. I don't even want to do this anymore. Look, we'll do it, and then we'll just Photoshop it and send it out. Yeah, fix it up. Okay. Merry Christmas, Hen. Same to you, Vex. Two Judgy Mums is a babyology podcast, and this is the bonus and last episode in the first series. Stay subscribed to hear about when Season 2 will be made available. Our two mums are Bex and Hen. Producer, 
Amy Kimball. And I'm Karen Hernandez, a not-as-judgmental mother of two.